I'd like to call Pastor Gideon up, and he'll be sharing um, the word this evening. And I'd like us to stretch out our hands and just pray for him as he brings across the word. Thank you, Father, that faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word. And so I pray, Father, where our faith needs to even increase more, that you would use Gideon this evening, that the words that he speaks would be pleasing in your sight. And I pray that your word would go out and fulfill its purpose in each of our hearts um, so that faith can arise in our hearts. We thank you, Lord. We bless him and his family. We thank you for that which he has prepared to share with us this evening. Amen. Thanks, Letitia. She almost took the mic. I'll project my voice. Okay, really cool. Listen, I'm going to kickstart tonight. I just want to... Um, Letitia and I have not shared with each other exactly what I was going to preach on tonight. And when she was speaking about promises, as she sat down, I said, oh, you took some of my sermon. But that's cool because it shows that the Holy Spirit has placed a golden thread as to where we are heading. And especially in the week of prayer and fasting, where we're at and what we're going to talk about. My sermon is mainly geared towards that, but also to geared towards not just week of prayer and fasting, but it's going to be something that you'll be able to use after the week. For those of you who know me, and usually when I preach, it's very practical and something you can take home. You will never look at Luke 1 the same. I'm not talking about Luke, Luke. I'm talking about the Bible book, Luke. Because I want to show you tonight two characters from the book of Luke and just what it meant this whole holiday, I was reading up on um, just my Bible reading plan, and, and this popped up, and, and Luke 1 was part of it. I've been reading a Bible reading plan since um, the 25th of December, and if you want to go look it up on version, it's quite nice because it takes you 100 days getting to know Jesus better. It goes all the way until Easter weekend, and it's really nice. It's been... It's, it's, it's been uplifting. So if you want to do that, you can go and look for it, or you can contact me, and I'll just swing it over to you over Wi-Fi. Giving you context tonight in Luke 1. Yes, how it is. So Luke, the writer of the book, the Gospel of Luke, he was very detailed. He was a learned man. We all know he was a doctor. And um, as, as we read in the book, he starts off by saying to this Theophilus, uh, is Pastor Sean here? <laughs> Thank you, Theo. He started off by saying, listen, Theo, <laughs> I have detailed, I haven't written f to you because I wanted to give you as much detail as possible. The ladies, they always say the ladies would have liked Luke because he's got so much words and he was a detailed communicator. Um, when we studied, we, um, they told us that if you take the book of Luke and the book of Acts and all the wording together, it's the most words in the New Testament of all the writings. So very detailed. So I want to take this tonight, and I want to share something with you that you can take from here into the week, into the year. It is the following. So if you've got your devices with the Bible app on, please, you are welcome to open it. If you've got an old school Bible, you're more than welcome to do that as well. We're going to read from Luke 1 and from verse 5. I'm going to do a bit of Bible reading tonight. I'm in my element when I do that, so that's the best way I can give to you what I felt God placed in my heart. So, so we're going to read. It's nothing wrong. It's like a huge Bible study. Look at you. Okay, so let's go for it. Luke 1 verse 5, it says, During the time when Herod ruled Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah. Later on, I'll just call him Zach. He belonged to Abijah's group. His wife 
came from the family of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. Zechariah and Elizabeth were both good people who pleased God. They did everything the Lord commanded, always following his instructions completely. But they had no children. Elizabeth could not have a baby, and both of them were very old. While I was reading this, I thought, you know what, it's interesting. Many times in our lives we go through things and we think, if I can just find that one thing, if God can come through for me on this one thing, my life will change. And your life will probably change. But maybe that one thing is also the thing that keeps you on your knees and keeps you close to God. And maybe if He gives it to you right now, the timing is not right. And you might, example, it's not the best of examples, but I thought of it right now. I think it's a brilliant example. You've been praying for financial breakthrough. And it happens. God gives it to you. But your character hasn't formed to be able to carry this lots of finance. And what happens? You buy a boat. Conway, <laughs> we go fishing on a Sunday morning when we should be in church. Okay? So now all of a sudden I can't come to the evening service because I'm out fishing all morning and I'm tired and I just want to go sleep. The character cannot carry what I've been blessed with. It's a simple example, but it's something. So the timing is very crucial when God wants to give you something. So it says they were very old. Zechariah was serving as a priest before God for his group. It was his group's time to serve. The priests always chose one priest to offer incense, and Zechariah was the chosen one for this time. So he went into the temple of the Lord to offer incense, and there was a large crowd of people outside praying. Listen to this. Then on the right side of the incense table, it's, it's, yeah, right side of the incense table, an angel of the Lord came and stood before Zechariah. When he saw the angel, he was upset and very afraid. I would also be, because usually when you go into the temple, you have to be cleansed, the priest. And if he's not properly cleaned and he dies, who's going to fetch him? So maybe Zechariah thought, this is my time. <laughs> I just thought, wow, <laughs> here it is. Here's the angel. So he was scared. He, was, he didn't feel so happy about this. But the angel said to him, Zechariah, don't be afraid. Your prayer, not prayers, your prayer has been heard by God. Remember I said that one thing that you think will change your life. So he says, Your wife, Elizabeth, will give birth to a baby boy, and you will name him John. So the baby boy is John the Baptist. So first I want to sketch you this picture. When we think of John the Baptist, what comes to mind? The guy that baptized the people in the Jordan River that ate locusts and had honey for lunch or whatever and wore skins of animals. Is that the guy that comes to mind? Yeah, wild guy living in the desert. Okay, listen, I said we're doing Bible study. So listen, he said to him, you will be very happy and many others will share your joy over his birth. He will be a great man of the Lord. See, sometimes they think us Christians are freaky and crazy. So we get that picture of him, but listen to what the Lord says here, what the angel tells him. He will never drink wine or beer. Even before he is born, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Any mums in the audience that's pregnant, not had a child? When I read this, I felt, you can pray for your child to be filled with the Spirit in the womb. 
Remember that the girls that's not married yet, and when you fall married, I said it tonight. <laughs> you fall pregnant, sorry. Thank you. You don't want to fall married. If you fall married, oh, sorry about that. If you fall pregnant, when you fall pregnant, after you get married. Marriage, pregnancy, get it? Should I go into this? <laughs> okay, let's explain this. It's dating, it's marriage, it's pregnancy. It's dating, it's marriage, it's not... It's pre There we go. Okay, thank you. John will help many people of Israel return to the Lord their God. John himself will go ahead of the Lord and make people ready for his coming. He will be powerful like Elijah. Who would like that to be said over your son? Huh? How cool is that? And will have the same spirit. He will make peace between the fathers and their children. He will cause people who are not obeying God to change and start thinking the way they should. That's a different picture to the guy just, we think, is baptizing people in the river. Hmm? Very, very cool. So that's what the angel said. Here's what I want to get at. Here's Zechariah's, old Zach's response. <laughs> Zechariah said to the angel, How can I know that what you say is true? I'm an old man, and my wife is also old. Do you think that he maybe forgot what he asked God? When the angel approached him and said, this is what you've asked. And he thought, but how can it be now? Because I am old. My wife cannot have children anymore. When I read this, this is where we're getting in. Week of prayer and fasting. When we pray and speak to God. Maybe you've been serving God and been born again Christian for years and years. I was thinking while I was preparing this, I, th I can't remember. I think I was in standard 6 in 92. That's when I gave my heart to the Lord. So all these years walking with the Lord. And then sometimes God gives you a promise. He tells you something, but you forget and you keep walking. It might be two years, five years, one week whatever the time is. And then God comes and he says, remember that promise. And you go, it hasn't happened. We're just going through all the rigmaroles, just carrying on, carrying on. How do I know that this promise will come to pass? God, you're gracious. I, could, I will put up my fleece again, just, just if it's wet tomorrow morning, you know. But I have told you, and I'm telling you again. And I want to encourage people here tonight. God has spoken things over your life. God has said things to you. When he reminds you, and maybe I'm reminding you tonight, and hopefully the Holy Spirit quickens things in your spirit tonight, of all promises that God said and spoke over your life. And tonight, maybe you should have a bit of faith that this will come to pass. That's what Letitia said earlier as well. Just want to encourage you in that. So here's what the angel says. I mean, come on, this is angel Gabriel. The angel answered him, I am Gabriel the one who always stands ready before God. Always. And he said to him, how do I know that this? Anyway, he sent me to talk to you and tell you that this good news, this is good news. Now listen, you will not be able to talk until the day when these things happen. You will lose your speech because you did not believe what I told you. But everything I said will happen. Isn't it amazing that God is even gracious in that? There was consequences to his disbelief, but God's gracious enough, and I think extending that grace even more when the angel said, I will close your mouth.
Because to be able to say to an angel sitting or standing in front of you, how do I believe this? Can you imagine... I'm coming to imagination now. If I forget that, please remind me. But can you imagine that God gave him this thing and he said, yeah, okay, let it be. And it walks out and his mouth gets in the way of the promise. Maybe that was also part of God's grace. Sometimes he gives us a promise, but our mouths, our tongues get in the way of our promise. And we actually talk ourselves out of believing, we talk ourselves out of the miracle, we talk ourselves out of this faith walk we have by complaining and murmuring all the time. So sometimes it's good to have the mouth just shut down. Hmm. Okay, so anyway, so the story carries on and the people outside were um, praying and he came outside and he couldn't talk. Okay, I'm going to leave that story there. So you know the story of old speechless Zach. Okay, that's what I'm going to call him for the rest of the night, Speechless Zach. So that's his story. Now I'm bringing you in, chapter 1, similar story, different person, the Virgin Mary. I can do a whole sermon just on that. The difference between a man and a woman when an angel appears to them. (laughs) We can learn from Mary. You thought I was going to make funny jokes about the ladies. I am not. We can learn from the ladies. Because they think things through. How cool is that? Okay, that's a good compliment. Take it. If you're still on your devices following me, verse 26, it says, During Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel, again, to the virgin girl who lived in Nazareth, in a town of Galilee. She was engaged to marry a man named Joseph from the family of David. Her name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, before I say that, realize this, she's young, okay? There's a difference in age already. Okay, so listen listen to this. I'll, I'll bring it all into a close nicely just now. The angel came and said, greetings, the Lord is with you. You are very special to him. That's nice. So Gabriel just comes and he says this sentence to her. It's so cool when I read... Listen, this Bible study is awesome. Hear this. But Mary was confused about what the angel said. She wondered, what does this mean? She didn't speak back. She just wondered, what does this mean? Before she spoke, the angel then said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. He says that again. Because God is very pleased with you. Listen, you will become pregnant and have a baby boy. You will name him Jesus. He will be great. People will call him the son of the most high God. And the Lord God will make him king like his ancestor David. He will rule over the people of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Here's Mary's response. Are you holding on? Mary said to the angel, how will this happen? I am still a virgin. She did not not believe. She said, how will this happen? I want to say tonight that sometimes I really feel that the older generation needs to learn from the younger generation in this regard. That we should believe like a child. She didn't not believe. She just thought, practically, how's this going to work? You know, I'm not married. I am a virgin. So she just asked. It's a good question to ask. Ask some things. Maybe we should learn to ask. Not in disbelief. Okay. 
The angel said to her, you're going to love this. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come to you and the power of the Most High God will cover you. The baby will be holy and will be called the Son of God. And here's something else. Your relative Elizabeth, speechless ex-wife, is pregnant. She is very old, but she is going to have a son. Everybody thought she could not have a baby, but she has been pregnant now for six months. Then he says to her, God can do anything. People, there's power in your testimony. The angel just testified to her about a miracle that's going, that has happened. And he said, because of this, God can do anything. I just told you this is what's going to happen with you. Here's a testimony of what God did to a relative of you. And then he says, God can do anything. I want to tell you tonight, in your situation, God can do anything. You keep on testifying. And I'm, can I just say, I'm being very honest with you guys. As I preach to you, I'm preaching in a mirror. This whole holiday, this was in my heart. I've been wrestling through this. I need to keep on testifying. We need to keep on testifying about the good things God has done in our lives, despite what we go through now. Because the good things that we go th or went through, where God really came through our miracles, those things are the things when we testify that build us again, gives us hope that God will come again through in the future for us, in our current situations, whatever we're facing. Amen? So then, this, then he said, God can do anything. Here's Mary's response. Okay, listen to this. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let this thing you have said happen to me. And then the angel went away. I am the Lord's servant. Let this thing you said happen to me. Old Zach was a priest. Okay? So he knew the Torah. He was taught and schooled in the Jewish religion. All those books, they knew them off by heart. The same with Mary. She was also told about her father Abraham and the ancestors and everything and through Jacob and through all the line coming through David that Jesus will come. Who knew? Maybe in that moment the Holy Spirit helped her to think, but this is it. I'm going to carry the Messiah. And with that sentence when she said, I am the Lord's servant, let this thing you said happen to me, she accepted everything. We are very quick to say, Lord, do what you will in our lives. But when it starts getting tough, we want to, you know, cop out, jump out the window. God is not interested. Let me just stop there. God wants to build our characters. He's interested in a personal relationship with you and me. And the hardships we go through, like that one thing you want your life to ha happen in your life so your life can change. Maybe your character cannot carry that yet. And God wants your character. He wants relationship with you. Not with what you can do. So Mary said this. You know, with that, she also said, I'll raise him up <laughs> the best way I can. Can you imagine you've got this responsibility on your shoulders to raise Jesus? He's going to be the Savior of the world. In that time, it was still just something in the mind. But also, you're also saying, I'm going to run away from a king that's going to want to kill all the babies. I'm going to protect this child. He's under my roof, under my supervision. She also said, 
I'll, I'll sit through the death on the cross. She's going to endure that. When I say, Lord, I'm your servant, here am I. Use me the way you please. There's a lot at stake. We must think long and hard before we just dive into things. But I want to tell you that the Lord is always gracious. And he will help you through the hard times. Because it's in those hard times that your character is formed. And that you can... <laughs> People look at us. People look at us as Christians. And they see the hardships we go through. And it's the way you handle situations that makes... Wow. Is this Christians? You don't have to say, say anything. I just see what you're going through and how you're handling this. It must be God in your life. Because I know other people and they don't handle it the same. So here is two people that I spoke about. Mary and Zechariah. The one responded a certain way. And because of that response, there was a consequence because it was disbelief. Mary responded in not a disbelieving way. She responded and said, well, how can this happen? He told her, and in that moment, she believed, and great things came away. Going into week of prayer and fasting, going into year, whatever we're facing, who are we going to be? Speechless Zach or Mary? That's the two choices we have. Because you see, in the week of prayer and fasting, and in any time you pray... We hear God's voice. And when you hear God's voice, He's either going to remind you of old promises. He's going to maybe tell you to do something new. He's going to maybe tell you to get rid of some nasty habits, you know. Or come closer to me. Maybe, maybe you are drinking too much, you know. Maybe, maybe you should stop smoking or stop sleeping together. You're not married. Okay? Maybe there's challenges like that coming. How will you respond? Because God says, good things are coming your way. But Lord, how can I believe this? For years and years I've been going through this and it's been tough. How can I believe this? That's where I come into my final point. Can you imagine God can come through for you? I listened to a sermon this holiday and this was my biggest challenge. I know there's two people. Lord, I know I need to respond like Mary. It's almost easy to say I'm going to respond like that. But you know what? It's difficult to imagine. And it's almost difficult. You feel like you're not believing, you know? I've got, um, in the sermon, the guy said, they, they ask him, they say, listen, how can you be so positive and know that your miracle is going to happen? He says, because it's been spoken over me. I got the promise. I'm already imagining that it's happening. And because of that, there's hope stirred in my heart that it's going to happen. Our imaginations are very, very strong. How did you get out of bed this morning? I imagined I got up. And I got up. I imagined I had a bowl of pop. And I imagined that I'm going to make that bowl of pop. It starts just imagining. You see how strong it is. And I want to encourage you in this week... In the week of prayer and fasting, when God starts speaking to you, we're going to go into a time now. It's practical, people. Bible studies are practical. So now <laughs> I'm going to let you pray for each other. Can you, and this is the challenge I had with me, and I want to challenge you as well. Can you imagine 
that whatever God tells you in this coming week, He will fulfill. Can you imagine that this year is going to be a different year? Can you imagine that God will save your friend you've been praying for for years to come to know Christ? Can you imagine that you can truly be free from that addiction that you've been longing the Lord help you with breakthrough? Can you imagine? Can you imagine with me? Can you imagine for a breakthrough in finance? Can you imagine that you're going to pass this year all the exams? Can you imagine that you're going to get, I don't want to say Mr. or Mrs. Right, because it doesn't feel right. <laughs> that was a good sentence. Can you imagine that you find the one that you're going to spend the rest of your life with and together you're going to build and imagine together about a bright future and together you're going to serve God, the one, the person you decide to marry? Can you imagine him or her is coming this year? There's so many things that you can imagine. And if we imagine with God and the Holy Spirit leads you, its possibilities are endless. So I want to encourage you, this week of prayer and fasting, please, there's a lot of sessions, it's good, it gets tiring, I know, I'm, I, I struggle, I've got ADHD, so, <laughs> but if you show up to the sessions, God will speak to you, maybe you come tonight or tomorrow morning or the night and you don't hear God, but you hear, and by Friday night you think, Lord, I've been coming all week, I've been seeking you, and nothing and maybe just in that one moment, he gives you everything. Imagine that. We've got a pamphlet here for the evening that speaks about the week of prayer and fasting. There's a lot of good information in here about what's going to happen the week. I want to encourage you guys. Read through the pamphlet. See about fasting, what the Bible says about it. And pitch. Let's search God this week. There's no better way than to go into a year with a solid promise and to believe like Mary did and not Zachariah, old Zach. Is that good? So I'm going to close the service in this way. I'm not going to preach. I'll pray from the front. I want you to be in groups of three or four, charismatic counting. Okay, groups of three or four. And I want you to put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you. And you pray what God lays in your heart to pray for them for this coming week. With this in the back of your minds, can you imagine that God can do this and this and this for you? And just pray that the Lord will help everybody in this week to seek Him. If you can't make this session, wherever you're at, that the Lord will appear to you. And in this week, we will have a solid time in His presence. And we open an opportunity where we can hear the Lord together. Is that good? Okay, so I'm going to pray and say thank you and close the service. But you're not allowed to walk out there unless you've prayed for someone. Okay, it is important. So I'm going to bless you so that you can go and then you pray for each other. Father, thank you that we can kick off this week of prayer and fasting in fellowship as a community together as brothers and sisters, and praying that you will come through for my brother next to me or my sister. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you'll keep us safe in this week, that you'll keep us alert, that you'll give us supernatural energy, that we won't go, grow tired and weary if we're fasting food 
or things like that, Lord, but that we'll truly live by your word in this week. We thank you for that, and I bless everybody as they go tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.